morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time it is that you Inky Savages are joining me for episode number 98 of the Penboy Roy Pentertainment Podcast. We're almost to 100. This is so exciting. I remember 98 episodes ago when I first started this podcast, I thought to myself, self, what the hell do you think you're doing? Nobody wants to hear your face make noise. Turns out, not only do people enjoy it, And the banter between myself and the odd oink. But it has become such an enjoyable part of my life that I look forward to every day. I really look forward to it and I enjoy doing it so much because of how connected it makes me feel with the Fountain Pen community. So I really appreciate it. we got to do something special for episode number 100. You have two weeks from this episode to email ideas into the Pentertainment... i got to do that again. Email ideas of what you think we should do for episode number 100 to... Pentertainment Podcast at gmail.com. Pentertainment Podcast at gmail.com. I want to hear all your thoughts. What do you want? A giveaway? You want me to throw ink at you? Just randomly throw water balloons full of Bay State Blue at random people and TikTok it and then get beat up? Whatever it is. I don't know. I think all, any and all ideas, absurd as they may be, are all welcome. Please submit your ideas. Who knows? Maybe we'll send you a pen or a fish. I don't know. I've been into fish keeping these days, as you guys listening to the podcast already know. Anyway, we are sponsored by Gold Spot Pens and Luxury Brands of America. And I am ever grateful to Gold Spot Pens and Luxury Brands of America for being sponsors. Make sure to use coupon code ROY at goldspot.com at checkout. You get extra discounts on stuff. And that's good because it saves you a lot of money. And if there's ever a time for discounts, it is now because we are approaching Christmas, Christmas shopping, and buying presents for people. It's very relevant, actually, to this week's episode because we talk about how do you buy presents for people if you're not a fountain pen enthusiast buying for a fountain pen enthusiast. That's actually a very tough job. And this episode, although non-fountain pen enthusiasts won't be listening, at least fountain pen enthusiasts who are listening can tell their non-fountain pen enthusiasts what to get them for Christmas and make their lives easier because the last thing you want is to get some kind of a fountain pen that is, or let's just say doesn't belong in your collection from somebody who doesn't know any better, right? Let's guide them. Let's help them. Help us. Help them buy us presents for Christmas. (laughs) And make sure you do it at goldspot.com using coupon code ROY to get that extra discount. Some exclusions of the discount applies. Also, Luxury Brands of America is also one of the sponsors. Now they distribute for Banu. Banu is the Russian brand that makes some crazy psychedelic-looking pens. I'm making this up to myself. I don't know how they would feel about being called psychedelic looking. I think it's cool. But the new Banu limited edition talisman, Mistletoe, is launching December 1st. So be sure to visit your favorite retailer. What they mean by favorite retailer is Gold Spot. And make sure you use coupon code ROY at checkout to buy this gorgeous pen today. And yes, it does glow. It's limited to 300 pieces worldwide. That means out of a population of 7.5 billion people, only 300 will be lucky enough to get the new Banu limited edition Talisman Mistletoe launching December 1st. So make sure you get yours as soon as you can get it. It's like, it's going to be harder to get than PlayStation 5, folks, which I'm really frustrated about because my good friend Serata, she she's a game designer. She sent me a copy of this game here, Far Cry 6 with Giancarlo Esposito on the cover. If you don't know who Giancarlo Esposito is, he was Gus Fring from Breaking Bad. Great actor. 
Love this guy. I can't wait to play this game, but it's a PlayStation 5 copy of the game, which is now motivating me more and more to get a PlayStation 5, even though there is a semiconductor shortage and therefore a shortage of PlayStation 5s. i got to find a way to do it. It's got an MSRP of $399, but people are out there are paying like $2,000, $1,000 for it. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to get mine for $399. I'm not going to pay a dollar over MSRP, but I will get it, and I will play this game. Serata, if you're listening, thank you so much. I love you. You're the best. Anyway, before I get started with this week's episode of the podcast, I just want to give you guys a quick disclaimer. This podcast is not scripted and therefore will contain potty mouth words, both from Tom and I. So be forewarned. You have been warned. Now, on to the podcast. The Penboy Roy Entertainment Podcast. Stage 7. And thank you. <laughs> got a lot of claps that time what what made it so cool was the amount of glee that was in your face <laughs> as you were doing the synchronizing claps that we do before we start but okay so i, I was texting but let me just jump away from that because we're started we're recording now. what are you drinking what do you got there uh this is uh coffee with uh oat milk so oh, that sounds terrible okay so <laughs> I was talking, I was texting Ryan Krusak earlier about how shit in my pants stupid I am. So. Okay. What for now? Okay. I'm going to I'm going to scoot over so you can see behind me, but behind me is my 10 gallon fish tank for Dr. Evil. You see that, right? Right. So you see that nice painting that was by Ebear. Thanks Ebear. It's hanging yep. right above the tank. There's the tank and right underneath that is the cabinet that my tank is on top of. And can you see the sign that is behind me? It says, beware of fish. And there's what looks like, was it uh, the one fish from uh, Little Mermaid? I think it looks like I don't think flounder. I think it might be flounder or inspired by flounder. I don't think it is flounder. Or it's just just far away enough from flounder as to not irk the, uh, the Disney gods upon it. I don't know, to be honest. And then there's the Pentertainment Podcast sticker of you and I in PopCap fashion next to it oh i can't see that far okay but listen like my screen's only so big so so in order to get that sign up there i used duct tape and made it double-sided the problem with doing that was when it gets warm or let's say it gets a little humid it falls off so what i did was i used this right here it's called cyanoacrylate this right here, super glue gel. Yeah, gorilla glue. Gorilla glue. Yeah, super glue gel. It has to be the gel because that's what makes it aquarium safe. Like you can glue stuff to rocks and stuff and put it inside your aquarium. So that's what I that's what I did. But okay. I was putting that sign on the cabinet, gluing it to the cabinet, and I got super glue gel all over my hands. And in a panic, <laughs> like an idiot, what I decide was a good idea was to run to the sink and try to rinse it off in water, forgetting about the fact that when you rinse or when you make cyanoacrylate wet, it actually cures faster. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's aquari- it's the aquarium safe version, so if it's it's supposed to touch water. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. It, and not just that that compound. Actually, I found out Ryan calls it CA glue. It actually doesn't dry, it cures, meaning when glue dries, the moisture evaporates and leaves like whatever adhesive, and that's it actually shrinks in size, you know? Mm-hmm. With something like cyanoacrylate or epoxy, two-part epoxy, it doesn't actually dry, it cures, so it doesn't lose volume. You know what I mean? 
So you had a lot of sticky goo on your hands for some uh, time. Well, then. I still do. It's not like it's sticky goo right now. It's like hard. So I have like fake callus <laughs> all over my fingertips. You're having trouble trying to feel things because you have like this extra layer of pseudo skin. Yeah, because I'm stupid and I went and rinsed off something that cures in water. So I didn't actually hey, remember when off. you used to play with like Elmer's glue, like when you were making popsicle stick houses back in like kindergarten something and you get the glue over your hands and then you would like rub your hands together and then they would come all apart and you'd get like the little bits would come off of your hands, like that sort of thing. I don't actually remember it like that. The way I remember it was I would put the Elmer's glue all over my hand and then don't move my hand for like 10, 15 minutes and then peel it off. So it's like and peel it off. Right. Yeah. So it's like skin, which. Yes. You know, if I see a kid do that now, I'd be like, you're disgusting. Stop that. <laughs> but I mean, look at the kids today. Like they're they're playing with slime. That's like an entertaining thing for them. They like playing with like they just like touching slime and they like the oddly satisfying thing. So it's totally not out of the ordinary if you look at what's going on now. That's true. It's not. I mean, kids always play with gross things. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's it's like part of the territory. I want to move on to a quick out of the norm product review. Oh, well, we have to say happy Thanksgiving and and stuff because it's it's already, you know, we're 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 talking to ourselves from the future. So Right, we should have said it last episode, but we didn't time it right. So what right. by the time you so guys So it's a happy are, belated Thanksgiving at this moment. Unless you want to publish on Tuesday and Thursday, we could do that, but then we have to make up for an episode and catch play catch up. Uh. Because yeah. you know what's going to happen at some point, especially since you're going to have your surgery, is that you're going to be like, Tom, I'm totally drugged up. I don't want to do a podcast episode today. They're like, all right, no problem. We have one in the can. Right. So at least we'll – Yeah. Should you know what we should do? We should wait until like right after my surgery when I'm still woozy and popping pain pills. Absolutely. And do an episode like that. Like I'll, I'll – <laughs> like fuck, you fuck it. Come hell or high water, I will come to this desk. And I will record an episode with you, and I'll just be drugged out of my mind, acting like an idiot, saying stupid shit, right? Like like more so than usual. Right, more so than usual. But yes, for everybody listening, it is after Thanksgiving right now, but we're recording before Thanksgiving, so I hope you had a fantastic Thanksgiving, and I hope you guys made responsible, safe decisions, and I hope you're listening to this in the comfort and safety of your home. Okay. Enough sappy shit. By safe decision, wait, wait, wait. By safe decisions, you mean not eating carbs or no? I mean like not getting hammered and getting into a car or something, uh, okay, you know, like stuff like that. Because you know, I got you. You hear about shit like that too much, so yeah. Eat carbs. Eat whatever you want to do. Just do it safely. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Though being a keto guy, there is no safe way to eat <laughs> carbs. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> So, yeah, I want to do a quick, irrelevant, completely, totally irrelevant, very fast product review on a product that I purchased earlier. So, you see Socrates' this tank, right? There's no bubbles and everything like that. It's just the hang-on-back filter with an intake okay. sponge. So, you know, with most fish, you need to have aeration. You need to have a bubbler or an air stone in there. But I keep reading everywhere online and everybody, all the professionals online on YouTube, they don't have like air stones or bubblers in their fish tanks when they have bettas in the fish tank. And I'm like, oh, I guess I don't need one. So, But I felt bad. I'm like, I looked it up and I researched it. And the research shows that no, 
bettas don't need an air stone. It doesn't hurt to have one, but it could. So basically... So wait, 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 wait. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just want to gauge my expectations here. So this isn't a mini product review for a pen. This no. is something related to yes. a fish tank. Yes, yes. Got it, got <laughs> it. I was expecting the first and not really thinking the latter was going to come up, but... I have okay. one of those too, but don't worry. Just stand by. Stand okay, by. yeah. I'm, I'm, I just I just want to make sure I knew where it was going. That's all. Right, right. Okay, so I, I read into it and they're saying like it... It won't hurt a betta fish to have an air stone, but it could bother them and stress them out because it could cause current in the water. So, but it does oxygenate the water, and being that bettas have a labyrinth organ, meaning they can go to the top and breathe oxygen from the air over the water surface. Because they have that, they don't need an air stone. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, but that's mean because, like, imagine if you had to every time you had to breathe, you had to stick your window out your house window, right? That, that would suck. You're sitting there watching Netflix, and then you have to get up off your couch, walk over to the window just to breathe a little bit. I, so I, I decided, you know what? I'm going to get an air stone and an air pump for Dr. Evil because at work I have a mini bubbling filter, like a, like a mini box filter running just for the aeration because I have Harlequin Rasporas in there, and they're not Labyrinth Oregon fish, so they need the surface agitation so that that way they can have oxygen in the water but betas don't need that but that doesn't mean they shouldn't have it so i'm thinking about it so i go out i get a whisper i'm sorry hold on whisper i get i get a tetra whisper air pump it's powerful (laughs) dependable airflow and it's called whisper whisper w-h-i-s-p-e-r so are they sponsoring the podcast this week no and if they were i would tell them to go fuck themselves because this is the (laughs) loudest thing i've ever purchased in the history of anything loud that i have ever bought Uh, like so it is totally a misnomer they just yeah or maybe comparatively speaking in the what is it called the air uh, what's the part called it's like an air bubbler filter air stone Apparently, I'm I'm listening really well, huh? Airstone. So in the Airstone his in the air, in the Airstone his industry, they're, they're probably like the quietest. While everything else is like hearing a chainsaw in the backyard. You know, I mean, sort of it's it's like it's like pistons. It's like <laughs> constantly. I'm like, this is terrible. This is not whisper. This is grumbling sound. <laughs> and I'm like, this is terrible. So. I'm like, you know what? I'll deal with it if I have to, so that way Dr. Evil can be more comfortable. So I turn the air down also because it has like a valve to lower the power. So that way it's not right. it's not really agitating the surface too much. But then it seems like he was having problems swimming because his fins are so flowy and long. He's like bolting, like he's like swimming in Morse code, like in jerks. And I'm like, well, that Help. doesn't seem... <laughs> help this water's pushing around too fast for my own comfort <laughs> yeah so i just i just took it out and i it was too bad because i like the look of all these bubbles but i'm you know apparently you know it'd be is... amazing if they made it sound like the theme from jaws over and over again on replay <laughs> you're like Da-da, Da-da, oh yeah Da-da, 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 Da-da. <laughs> yeah so i was thinking about putting an airstone in there i did put one in there but he didn't seem to like it he was just hiding behind the filter and he wasn't moving around as much. And then when he was moving around, he was like darting around in like Morse code, like dart, 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 
dark, 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 dark. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe just uninstall all of it. So I have to record this podcast anyway, and I don't think it would be good to hear in the background. <laughs> nonstop. Ugh. I mean, if it were the sound of just like the bubble is hitting the surface, like the it's actually kind of soothing, but that's not what right. it was. It's like no. it's like an annoying baby robot crying next to you nonstop my god so you know tetra robot baby sheep or something yeah so i was looking up i was actually looking up reviews and i was just like you know maybe this higer mini pump but then i'm thinking you know what i don't want to put a pump in there i don't think dr evil likes it having trouble swimming so i'm just gonna leave it out he seems to be fine without it so anyway as i was talking about before i wrote to ryan krusak Want to hear how stupid I am? I got super glue gel CA all over my hands and in a rush went to rinse it off in water, forgetting that water causes it to cure faster. You know what his reply was? What did he say? He says it wasn't like an... (laughs) He wrote, it wasn't like an American pie moment, was it? (laughs) Oh, no, you're thinking thinking more, um, was it uh, something about Mary? Uh, Oh, is that hair gel? No, no. You remember that part? You don't remember American Pie? Yeah, I know, but I'm saying like I'm saying like it's uh, there's uh, something about Mary, like it's where like the no, no, no. This is is that hair gel? No, this is this is relevant because what was his name? What's the main character name? Jason? What's his name? Whatever the black hair guy, Uh, the one who fucked the the pie. Well, the actor is like named yeah, Jason, right? Something or other, whatever. No, in one of the American Pie movies, he's at home watching porn and he's about to like you know squeeze one out. And he gets mm. a bottle of super glue gel instead of lubricant and jacks off with it and then gets his hand glued to his, his dick. Uh, I gotcha. That's what he's talking. <laughs> oh man. You didn't see that movie? Don't you remember? He's oh, like it's been a movie. while. I seen I seen like I think uh, like all three of them or whatever. Because I think there was like at least three major ones and then there was like other sh- spin-offs that they made too. But uh I, I I remember seeing the one where they got married, like there was the uh, you know, American wedding married and is that the one yeah, where Stifler Stifler like eats like a piece of dog poop? I don't know. It's just like some of the craziest off the wall. You know what? Out of all the comedies that I've really enjoyed as an adolescent or whatever, uh, you know that that's like one of the ones where it was just like it was funny, but it didn't imprint on you like some of the more classic comedies. Mm, I hear you. I hear yeah. you. Like I mean, like for example, like Tommy Boy or. Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. I, I like the ones that you know came out of the uh, SNL alums. You know, yeah. back in that, back in that era. And like, there's some quotes that I just will reiterate over and over again. You know, in just like daily walks of life, or just something will remind me of like a part of the movie, and it just like sticks with me. You know. Mm. So, so you got there as a Monteverde uh, tool pen. Oh yeah, I'm it. holding a Monteverde tool pen. I also did a quick short on my ig reels and i and i did it in my tiktok on the monteverdi tool pen the yellow one and this one is the orange one the, uh, for some reason dr evil really likes this one i put this in front of the tank he starts acting tough nice but the reason why the monteverdi tool pen has been on my brain have i talked about this on the show before or is this the first time we're talking about it i think I'm, it's the first time okay good because i don't want to put people through a rerun accidentally but I want to talk about the Monteverde tool pen because I'm going to be honest with you. It wasn't ever a pen that I really, really thought of as 
a daily use fountain pen or a pen that really piqued my interest. To me, it was always some sort of a novelty item that like people just get because of its, I guess, novelty. Novelty, yeah. And <laughs> they never end up using it. Like me, I have a bunch of these. Never used them until recently. And let me tell you why. You so, have a bunch of them? I have a How bunch. How many do of them. you have? Like five or six colors. How did you? Why, how? Why? Why do you have that many colors? Well, Neve gave them to me, and oh. I'm going to review it, and I'm going to do a giveaway. I've been giving them oh. away, yeah. So, but I have a bunch of these. Why? You don't think I'm the type of person that would buy a Monteverdi tool pen? No, it's just the way that you kind of prefaced it. It wouldn't have uh, you. I wouldn't have thought that you would be like, oh, well, I have like, I have a whole thousand of them. You know, right. just sitting in my box over there. Okay, but so I have like. A handful of these in different colors. I don't know why I like the orange and black one. I also like the orange, the red one, but the red would have been nice if it had the black appointments, which it doesn't. But I don't know. No one's perfect. Mm. Nothing's perfect. But can I tell you the story behind the Monteverde tool pen and why it's piqued my interest recently? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. Well, you just killed this episode of the <laughs> No, so the reason why it piqued my interest so much and the reason why I actually find it intriguing is a couple of reasons. One, so at work, I have a friend named John. Let me tell you, nothing pleases me more and gives me more glee than when I give someone who never used a fountain pen before a fountain pen, they enjoy it, and then you see them using it on a daily basis every day to the point where now they're getting their own inks and filling it up themselves, right? Right. So that gives me more glee than I can even explain. But I gave him several pens. And I gave him a Monteverde Ascenza. I gave him an Esterbrook JR. I've given him a Narwhal, the old Narwhal. I've given him, mm -hmm. I think that's about it. And uh, I think, did I give him anything else? I mean, he uses them. He rotates them. He really enjoys using it. And one day he saw me using a Monteverde tool pen, and he thought it was really cool. It was a navy blue one. And... I don't know why I brought it to work. Oh, no, no, no. I brought it to work to show him, not because I was using it. I was showing it to him, and he thought it was the coolest thing left of sliced cheese. And I'm like, nice. oh, I, I just wanted to show it to you, but it's yours. You, you enjoy that pen. It's only cartridge filled. He didn't seem to care. He's a newer fountain pen user. He's not really into getting exotic inks and stuff like that. He only likes to use black or blue. So he popped the cartridge in, and he started using it. It started right away, and... You know, cheap Chinese-made pen, cheap Chinese-made nib, but it worked really well. He really liked the way it wrote. And the fact that it had the rulers on it and the level and the stylus and the screwdriver, he loves it. He loves it. I see him using it all the time. To him, nice. I guess because he's newer into the fountain pen hobby, it's not so much a novelty item but a utility item because mm -hmm. whenever something comes up, He'll be like, oh, let me see if I can use this screwdriver on it. Or, you know, let's see if the tank is level. Let's see if the, you know, he'll use the level on the thing. Every time something's like, oh, how long is this? Or he'll use the measurements on the thing. So he uses it. He utilizes it. And he really likes it. Yeah, that's so, the thing that about it that I kind of find probably not as useful as it's supposed to be is that it, it has all of those abilities on there, like the rulers, the level, the screwdrivers and you know i look at it, i'm like i'm like i wouldn't rely on 
this to do that for me. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought I like if that's not the first thing I think of when I'm like, Oh, well I need to go hang this picture or I need to like fix, I need to tighten the screw down. Let me go get my, my Monteverde tool pen. I would just be like, Oh, let me go get my real legit screwdriver out of my toolbox or right. like out of the place. You know, it's like, it doesn't occur to me that like, Oh, well a pen could do that for me. You know, it's not, I agree with you a hundred percent, but like, for example, you see Ebear's painting of the betta fish above my betta fish tank. Right. I know that it's level. You know why? Because after I hung because it. you used the tool pen. Yeah, I threw this tool pen right up on top of there, and the bubble was right in the middle of the level. And I'm like, all right, look at that. Perfect, you know? And also, this right here. Do you see what this is? This is a Denzel box cutter with replaceable blades, right? Wow. So I bought this heavy Quick duty. Quick review. Five stars? Five stars? For this level yes. level i mean for this blade yeah oh yeah you could shank someone real good with this no i'm kidding <laughs> yeah so the reason why i got this is to so i bought a container of freeze-dried brine shrimp for my fish but it's in this big cube but one fish can't eat the whole cube so i gotta cut a little piece off so i use this but i want to get replacement blades for this handle Right. So I'm at I'm on Amazon looking at the replacement sizes. There's some that are 10 millimeters, 18 millimeters, 14 millimeters, and I'm like, I don't know what size I'm supposed to get. How big is? And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I Here's have my, my Monteverde my, tool my, pen. <laughs> exactly, my Monteverde tool pen, and I'm holding it up. I measured. This is exactly to the line, 18 millimeters. That's the one I need to get. I'll be damned. Right. So I'm like, this is actually more convenient. And it actually is useful. I'm like, holy shit, look at that. So yeah. it's it's actually a decent pen. It writes really well. The cap, you have to unscrew the cap, which is kind of a pain in the butt, and you can't post the cap either. Yeah, so that cap could get lost. Possibly. Yeah, that cap could let, get lost. This is such a small cap too. But you can do the Franklin Kristoff thing and just s stick the cap underneath the clip. You see what gotcha. I just did there? So, and then yeah. you can just, but I feel like it's going to scratch the finish of the pen or it's going to, like in the case of this one, it has it has paint on the surface. So maybe the clip could scratch the paint. I don't know. It's a $40 tool pen. So I did a video on it. And the video on IG, my IG reels are getting views, son. Nice. It got so many views, that and on TikTok. Like, so let me look at my IG account. And if you look at my IG account, my reel, the reel I did on it, 4,136 views. That's cool. That's a big, that's, you know, a decent amount of views, you know? And yes. if, is there a way to look at TikTok online on a computer? I don't think uh, so. Yeah, there is. It's, yeah, it's you a, can go to TikTok.com. It's a pain in the butt, though, I think, right? I have to download no, something. No, it's it's pretty much – no, you don't have to download anything. You just mm -hmm. go onto the, the website. You just go TikTok.com, and then you'd be able to look up your username in the search bar and yeah. find it from there. Well, anyway, my TikTok also – that's one of the higher-viewed videos on TikTok also, which is kind of crazy because, you know, I don't know. Out of all the videos, like 6,997 views on TikTok. That's that's a Why lot. Why are you seeing that? On my TikTok, if you look at the Monteverde Tool oh, video. Oh, there it is. Yep, that's almost 7,000, yeah. Yeah, but all my other videos are like 12 views, one view. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 super funny like that. It just goes, it just it just could go from like all of a sudden you'd be, you know, plodding along like you, you do post every day to be like, 
200, 300 views, and then there's that one that just they decide to serve to everybody, or that just starts to catch fire, and it's just like that one just does twenty times better than any other post that you did. And yeah, you're just, you're just like left with like, well, what did I just do? And it could be like the same exact thing that you've been doing, but just for some reason it just hits. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I think it's it's a little little strange. Like it is, yeah. YouTube is the same way because I did that YouTube video on my Waldman, the Vienna ex- Extra or whatever Bryce calls it. Yeah, that was the short, yeah. That short got like 40,000 views in like 20 seconds. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, and it got like a bajillion pieces of hate mail as well at the yeah. same time. Yeah. <laughs> but, man, it was – yeah, so going back to the tool pen, I don't know why it's catching so much traction, but whatever, man. It's good. I don't know. Whatever puts me on the map. And it's a $40 novelty pen. I think it's kind of cool. You know, mm-hmm. and it, yeah, it's it's a good it's a good pen I think to give as a gift. I yes. see it as a very giftable type of hundred percent, hundred percent. I don't see yeah. it being like a Grail pen for anybody. I don't if no. if it is, I gotta do some. I go up to them and be like, hey, listen, I'm gonna give you a different pen as a Grail pen. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna work this out. Don't worry. <laughs> but you know, as I was saying. I think that this is a great pen. I got to review it. I got to do something on it just because, I mean, I and I think that's what it's going to be. It's going to be, it's definitely, dude, ever, I, hold on one second. I'm getting distracted because ever since weed has been legalized in New York, like I get wafts of weed smell coming through my window because I left my window open. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. All right. So anyway, <laughs> come on. It's like, you can't get, you can't get like high because of that. Right, if it's coming through the wind, I hope not. I hope not. Doc- uh, we'll see. We'll see. It's we're only thirty minutes in. So yeah, Doctor we'll Evil's fifteen twenty minutes. Doctor Evil's getting the munchies. <laughs> so anyway, no, I'm gonna do a review on the Monteverde tool pen, and it's like I said, it's definitely gonna be one of those reviews where it's listen. There's gonna be ugly elements to it, like when it comes to its design. One, you can't put a converter in there, right? That's one thing. Yeah. The other, it's only cartridges. The way you refill it is kind of a pain in the butt. Not a pain in the butt, but it just. It's it's no it it is yeah, it's very it, unconventional right unconventional and sometimes the arrow doesn't line up if you don't know what I'm talking about for anybody listening just wait for the review it'll come soon and this is mm-hmm. and this is one of those things but it's definitely one of those things that if you get it for someone who doesn't know fountain pens and stuff like that they may very much enjoy it just like my buddy did and because of that I I do have an appreciation for it you yeah. know what I'm saying. So it's, it's cool. It's cool in its own right. It has its functions. It, yeah. it has a, it has its place in the market too. I mean, because like you really can't design that much use that that a pen that has that much utility any other way. Like that's that's basically the best way that you could be able to incorporate so many different useful aspects. Being able to measure something, level something, use this touchscreen stylus to you know interact with your own personal device you know screw things in with the with the screwdrivers and then be able to write you know what time. i would have done so, if i if it were if the design were up to me you see the cap end i'd mm-hmm. make that out of like hardened steel and make it a center punch so that way if someone gets trapped in the car you can just take the pen and punch the window with it mm-hmm. crack the window spider i think with they it. have like other i, th- I want to say that they have other what they're called tactical pens yeah yeah that's that what i'm have saying that feature but it's ballpoint pens only 
But how cool it'd right. be if this had that at the end. And then also you see the clip where the clip is. There should have been like a blade underneath the clip so that way if you have to cut a seatbelt off, you just clip the pen onto the seatbelt and it'll just cut right through the seatbelt. But then people wow. might throw that into their pants and then like just slice their pants off accidentally. Yeah, <laughs> slice their, their jean pocket off or something like yeah. that. Yeah, they they have different yeah. colors. I, I do like that they have different colors and stuff. They have black and, and whatnot. I mean, 40 bucks. I don't know if it's too bad. It seems, I mean, it might be. I guess for what it is, a novelty item, forty bucks isn't so bad. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe twenty would have been. It's certainly better. not. I like we're saying. I, it's certainly not for the type of person that let's say, the, the the fountain pen enthusiast that has let's say started with Pilot Metropolitans. They've they've gone to like Lamy two thousand. They have, uh, you know, Pilot uh, Custom like a twenty three or what. You know, they have they have some really nice like fine high-end type of pens and then you give them like a tool pen i mean this yeah sure there's some people that would definitely be able to use it but it certainly wouldn't be like you know part of the repertoire of like the 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 more classical sort of pens that you would accumulate in your collection it'd be just like that one fun funny one that like you might be able to use if you're let's say redecorating the house and you need you need to write notes as you're doing it as well at the same time right that's a good point. Something just peeked into my brain as you were talking. Oh, no. Uh, well, no. Actually, it's relevant because the holidays are coming up. Christmas coming up. People are going to be doing Christmas shopping and shit like that, right? Right. Now, one of the things that I've noticed people say to me, people, friends of mine or people at work who wants to do the Secret Santa thing and whatnot, they don't know right. what to get me because they know I'm into fountain pens, but what are they going to get me? A fountain pen? Like, you can't do that. You can't buy me a fountain pen, right? So let's talk, or should we say this for another episode, talking about, like, what to give a fountain pen enthusiast for Christmas? We got time. Yeah. What are we going to talk about? We got to talk about fish tanks? Yeah, it's true. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, really... I guess shopping for someone like me, and if and by saying someone like me, I mean someone like you as well, and I mean fountain pen enthusiasts everywhere. It's hard for someone who's not a fountain pen enthusiast to buy a fountain pen gift for a fountain pen enthusiast, wouldn't you say? I would say it is because of the the persnickety nature of the <laughs> fountain pen enthusiast that we have our own particular tastes, right and. It, it and there are such a there's such a huge variety out there so right. it would be it would be very difficult to know what it is that the person unless you know their collection intimately of which i know the types of pens that you're into right you obviously see like what pens that you have by looking through your instagram or your youtube or things like that so you can see what you already enjoy mm-hmm. and you might be able to come up with but the thing the 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 trick to that though is that anything that you truly did want you probably would have gotten yourself already to begin with. That's true, but that's the point. That's what I'm saying, how it's almost impossible for someone who is not as into fountain pens as I am to buy a fountain pen gift for someone like me. Like, the the only person in my life that would have the closest shot at successfully getting me a fountain pen for Christmas is you because you know my collection for the most part. And even then, even though you know most of my collection, you don't know what I get that's not from you so in that case you might be getting me something again that you don't know about right so even for you Mm -hmm. it's going to be difficult right so 
I want you to take the next minute and a half and start yattling off, well, actually 30 seconds because that's how long it takes me to go into the kitchen, grab a seltzer, and come back. <laughs> start talking about exactly. I thought this was going to be a pee break. Oh, no, then we need more time. But t- think about what it is that you can get a fountain pen enthusiast for Christmas. And for everybody listening, you're a fountain pen enthusiast. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening. This is so that you can tell your friends who are not fountain pen enthusiasts what to get you for Christmas. So, mm. Tom, you go first and then I'll go. Okay. Go and get, go get your seltzer. Watching you walk away, that fine ass of yours. <laughs> All right, I've taken I've taken out my earphones because I don't want you to distract me as I as I rattle off some some things here. Are you coming back already? That was not that was not even thirty seconds. That was like ten seconds. Right. Okay, so I'm back. And I just basically had to describe what I was seeing as I as you were walking away. You know, yeah. I just, that was about it. Yeah. So much for that. <laughs> All righty. So. Gifts so, Tom, that... now that you gave your suggestions, now it's time for me. <laughs> now, the uh, – yeah, so it's I, – I've given a lot of thought to this being that, of course, like I've created content around, let's say, Black Friday and, you know, the, the holiday gift guides and Cyber Monday, all that right. good stuff. And, um, you know, it's, it is it is very difficult because I also have, too, it's like my – you know, my dad's a, the type of person that – you know, you have to shop for it. He's the type also that will get whatever it is that at any moment he sees something bright and shiny. He's like, all right, I ordered it. It's it's coming from Amazon or or like or like, Tom, get this for me because I see it on your email or whatever on the right on the gold spot email. So it's it's very difficult for when, you know, you're trying to shop for somebody that is it has has a particular taste and then will probably just get whatever it is that they want immediately. Um, but I mean, you could always, there's always room, I think, for finding things that are, can fill a, a certain personality, you know, sort of trait or, or something else that the other person ha- does, does not even know exists yet. And, uh, and that's where I feel like my specialty comes in with the whole ink flight thing, because I, I, some people have like messaged me and say, I, you read my mind It's almost as if I had this in my cart at this store and then it showed up in an ink flight box so Mm. it's like you always kind of have to stay like one step ahead of oh well maybe they might like this or maybe they might like that and just kind of like find other things that aren't part of the usual channels that you observe so like so like if i if i had to if i had to find something actually i did find something for you that i will get you that i think you'll really enjoy but uh but it's not it's not it's kind of pen related, but not really. But really? Uh, but yeah, this this takes this takes having to find some things and going down some rabbit holes and just poking around to you know find something that's unconventional. That's really the case is that you kind of have to you have to know the person well enough to say I think that they'll like this, but I'm pretty sure they haven't heard of this yet. Mm. And that takes that takes a lot of that takes a lot of digging around and uh, you know and a little bit of luck too because you might have heard of it you might have it but like there's a good chance you might not have so mm. just try it anyway so i actually had something delivered to your house that i had to cancel a couple of weeks ago it was a fish tank with oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding i didn't do that <laughs> it was coming from fishtanks.com aquarium right. usa it was it was actually like a a garage size 900 gallon fish tank and 6000 goldfish <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but that's what I'm saying, and the reason why is I, 
thinking about it, getting a gift for someone like Tom Otto is very difficult because I'm not going to go and buy something pen-related because you have, I mean, the world is your oyster when it comes to pen stuff. Like anything that you want, you have access to. And almost in the same way, me too. So my wife buying me a gift or somebody else in my life buying me a gift, they they have a challenge when it comes to buying me anything fountain pen related, right? And there's also a negative to that too. Knowing as much as fountain pens and being as connected in the fountain pen industry as you and I are, you know what? Whenever you give a nice fountain pen to someone, they're always in the back of their mind thinking, oh, he probably got this for free. This doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, you know what I mean? It's like, which is kind of like messed up because they don't know that I got it for free or that I paid for it. Either way, it's a gift. It's the thought that counts, but people always go to that. They're always like, oh, well, he probably gets this for free, so it's it's not really that big of a deal. You know what I mean? Also, also one thing to think about, too, is, uh, is I think consumables and personalization, too. What do you so, mean? So, like, so I think the, the ultimate thing is if you have somebody that you know has, like, a big pen collection and likes writing with pens is to give them something that instead of, like, a new pen – is to give them something that they could still use with their pens, but that's consumable. So, so like for example, a journal, right? Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, make it so that it's extra special to like throw like personalization. If you could do like a monogram on it or something, or if you mm-hmm. could get like said item engraved, because then that will make it more like intimate with them. It it, it assigns it so that they can't necessarily just like throw it in a pile and just, I mean, they could still throw it in a pile and you know, with the other notebooks or whatever, but it's extra special because it has their name on it. No, I mean, I I hear you. That does make sense. And then it just made me think of something. So do you remember pen friends UK? Yeah. Andrew. Mm -hmm. So, and then of course, Vanessa LinkedIn and Ebear and our good friend, hop along Nibby. Yeah, I, I just wish he didn't change the name. Nibby Quilter is, Nibby Quilter. is so much easier yeah. to remember. But none of those people ever sent me a pen. But they've always sent me stuff that has so much meaningfulness, right? Right. Like Ebear's painting of the betta fish and right. Ebear's drawing of Ellie over here in Ebear right. style. And then Vanessa, she sent me some Super Mario. Well, she actually drew Super Mario Brothers for, I think it was just her own Instagram, but then I wanted it, so she sent it to me. She sent me a painting of my wife. I got to hang that up over there, too, because it's somewhat— Also, a a Carrie Bullet Journal, too. Yes. Oh, man. Did you see— Wonder Woman. The Wonder Woman and and the Captain America. So, I don't know. It was really cool. So, the the Wonder Woman— was on top, and she actually let me see that part before she sent it to me. And it was like a really well-drawn style. And then underneath it, the part that she didn't disclose was Captain America. (laughs) And you know how I feel about Captain America. And it's like, oh, my God. See, that's that's like every nerd's fantasy for, like, Wonder Woman, Captain America, and make a baby. I don't know. That is for me, at least. (laughs) (laughs) Crossover between DC and Marvel. Right. So I, I think thought it that was would simple. be like crossing the streams or something. That's right. The, that's the, the world shall come to a cataclysmic no, end. There was a Marvel DC Universe crossover a long time ago, back in the 90s. Yeah. You don't remember that? 
I, I don't remember. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. like, like, I can't remember who fought who. I do remember Lobo fought Wolverine. Wolverine won, right? Mm. I can't remember who fought who else. Everything else just didn't seem like suit. Like for me, Superman will beat everybody. No one. Who's gonna beat Superman? Right? Like Superman, Superman. He's too strong. They basically wrote. They basically wrote Superman as like the one unbeatable superhero of all time. Right. That's it. It doesn't matter what universe. You can't beat Superman. Superman's just too strong. Anyway. What, where was I going with this? So, yeah, like, those are gifts, like, that are not fountain pen related. Maybe they are because they use fountain pens or inks or something like that, right? Or they're people that I know through the right. fountain pen industry. But, like, these dice, did, you saw the dice, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got I got some dice from uh, Hopalong Nibby. Oh, yeah? Let me see yours. Uh, Yeah. Hold on. So, I only have – so, mine is four green ones. I'm sorry. Five green ones and three red ones. What did you get? Well, yeah, because I so what I did was I got the gray ones that say "Stay Inky." Oh, so I got so I got a set of gray ones, and then I split the I split the set of red ones so that I gave you three, and then I kept three because it says po- "Pentatainment Podcast" on them. Mm. Oh, okay, I see. So, and, and then the green. I like the. I wish I had some green uh, gray ones that said "Stay Inky." I can give you some. That would be cool. You know. Because it's like, it's like we're a team, man. You know, but I mean, I don't know what to do with these dice. Is it die or is it dices? Dice like it's 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 die when it's one, and it's dice when it's plural. Oh, are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I don't play dice, and I don't know what to do with these dice. But to me, they're just a great, they're just the sweetest, most nice gift. I. It's just I have them and. I have a bag of them right I here. I can always I always keep them for like when, let's say for you know you lose a because like I, you have so many board games that rely on a six sided die, so you may end up losing a die at one time or another. You need to find one to replace them. No, no, I'm got... keep I'm keeping these dice inside this bag. You know what yeah. I mean, like a lucky sack of marbles kind of thing. Yes, or like the marbles from Squid Game, that kind of thing. You know? Oh, have you watched Squid Game? I did. I watched it all. I'm not impressed. Can I can I ask you can I ask you a culturally appropriate question? Sure. I may not know because I'm (laughs) Why the heck did he dye his hair at the end? I don't get that either. I don't get it. No idea. It just seemed like the natural solution for him. He was like he was like, I'm so totally depressed and this this like totally sucks and I'm just gonna Right. Like Like, I'm just gonna dye my hair like red. uh, What else? Bright red. It was yeah, it wasn't even like it's like a weird like metallic yeah. red uh, i don't get any no. are there are there many like you tell are there many like like totally like dyed hair red hair like koreans walking around and you know that kind of you know like in that sort of fashion or no not like that, that. is yeah, that I like mean, a normal thing at all not that i know of i mean he went straight <laughs> up ronald mcdonald red hair i'm like what the fuck is that about it, it didn't make any sense to me it would have been amazing if he curled it too, like <laughs> like, a, like a Ronald McDonald way. So, what did you think of that show? I I, I liked it. Really? Uh, I thought it was very entertaining. It was it was kind of uh, it was kind of crazy at parts, but it was it was engrossing. It, it definitely uh, kept you going the whole entire time. My my fa- like one of my favorite parts was when um, when that one when that one woman like gets double crossed by that that gangster guy yeah 
and like and like he he basically like leaves her for dead like on another team and then she's like oh you know she, she was like she, i'm like oh man this crazy this crazy woman's gonna get him he's and that's gonna be like the sweetest part in the entire show is like when he when she gets revenge and yeah. sure enough she ends up getting it like later on though. yeah yes. no that was good i gotta tell you yeah. though that that I hope so for anybody listening who hasn't watched Squid Games, you're just going to have to stop listening at this point in the episode because <laughs> spoilers abound. <laughs> yeah, that whole part with the marbles where it's like, all right, everybody is going to be in teams of two. So like you expect to be with like your buddy so that way you and your buddy can be a winning team. But no, right. The winner is one person of those two and the loser of those two dies. Has and it's like, die, yeah, yeah. And that guy. That went. That was teamed with his wife. Remember, right? He ended up yeah. surviving. His wife ended up dying. Like, to me, it's like if that happened, it's just fuck it. I'm just gonna we'll play marbles. I'm going to lose. There's no there's no world where I'm gonna compete against my wife to live. You know what I mean? There's no scenario mm-hmm. where I'll win that. Well, didn't that that guy that guy ended up hanging himself like the next night? Did he? Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, but that's my point. Like, why go through that? Just lose the game. Why would you compete against your wife and win? And now your wife have to has to die, and li- and you have to live with that. It wouldn't. There's no reality in where I would do that. It would. I would just be like, all right, here, take all my marbles. You win. That's it. Yeah. Do you know? Survive <laughs> the game. I'll I'll see you in in the next one. You know what I mean? Right. But right. that that guy, like, shame on him for for having lived. You know what I mean? I don't know. Well, like, he, he couldn't bear it. He couldn't bear it at the well, end. Well, no, but he shouldn't so. have won. Then he shouldn't have. He should not have competed against his wife at all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, how did they come to that decision? There's no decision where it's going to be like, all right, all right. I guess I'll be the one who lives. There's no. There's no scenario where that is the final decision. It won't happen. Well, that was like that was like the whole discussion that the two girls had because they had a whole like there was like a lot of backstory. They were talking about like, oh, you know, make sure you look after my brother and stuff, whatever. Mm. So they they already were they were deciding who was going to live and die at that point. And, you know, it's just and they didn't even bother playing for it. Like they were just like, oh, OK, I'm just going to give it to you and you're just going to go on. That's yeah. It. But I, you know you what know. the thing is, though, I don't understand how you make that decision with a stranger. Like sacrifice yourself over a stranger because she had a brother, and you know what I mean. Like that—that that to me was a little bit unrealistic to me. Like that's not, uh-huh. you know, that doesn't. The too much about that show was unrealistic. I couldn't. Oh I yeah, couldn't of get, course. Like the whole idea of there being like some private island where this stuff was going on, and completely unaware to like everybody else in the world that this that this sort of Squid Game thing was going on, and. And that it was all private, and people wore these masks, and there was like a bunch of yeah, I mean, horny old white guys <laughs> like you know getting together to watch people die and yeah, stuff. Yeah, weirdos. And it just, it just it yeah. didn't appeal to me. The show didn't really appeal to me. I'll tell you what Korean show I really did like. One is called Kingdom, and it's a zombie apocalypse show that takes place back in like 1300s Korea. Like they wear in all those you know costumes that are replicas of what they wore back then. That was really cool because every zombie movie and show is always based on modern times. It's a modern times, right? Yeah. But this one is a his, historical time, right? And then the other show that I really liked was called Sweet Home, also on Netflix, and that's like it's not a zombie movie. It's not a zombie show. It's a monster show, 
like old school monsters, like people turn into monsters, but they don't just turn into any monster. They turn into the monster that everybody has inside them, right? Okay. So you know what I'm saying? So like if if they're inherently good, they turn into a monster that's good, right? Or if they're inherently bad or greedy or they're like a rapist, they turn into a monster that represents that horrible side of them. Right. And so it's kind of like the it's kind of like the Hulk, but like everybody turns into like the most exaggerated like characteristic of themselves. Right. The darkest characteristic of themselves and stuff like that. Not not anything like the Hulk at all. I, I don't think that the... <laughs> not not big and muscular or things like that, but right. just really strange and creepy. Yeah. The uh but but the, would do you think that there will be another season? It seems like that they're making it so there will be another season of Squid Game. Because, like, just the way that it ended and everything, I'm like, okay, it seems like that they want to continue this. But I can only see it as, like, as like another Hunger Games sort of thing that just will, that wears its novelty off the moment that you're just like, oh, well, he has to go back into the Squid Game now just to bring down the system. And that, that to me, killed me about the whole Hunger Games thing because it was like, Oh well, you know, after the first Hunger Games was over, second Hunger Games is like, oh well, she's got to go back into the game again, and then it was just like the third one was another. It just feels it's like I was like, okay, you took the concept and then you just redid it over and over again, just mm. because like the concept was the selling point of the entire story. I hear you. I hear you because I think I didn't watch Hunger Games, but I'm assuming it's that really it's really not. You're not missing much. <laughs> I think it's the same thing. Like she goes back in to bring it down. I'm assuming. Right. Yeah, so that's that's probably what he's going to do in Squid Game. I don't see it going very far. I even feel like the fad or the explosion and the popularity of Squid Game already died out. It's like for one period of time, people were talking about it every day at work. Nobody was not yeah. talking about it. And then in the last like month or so, no one talks about it. And it's well, just... now because now you have Tiger King, which was the darling last year, is having a new season now. So people are going to be talking about Tiger King, uh, King again, and Carol Baskin, everything like that. So... I never, I never watched Tiger King. That was that was the biggest thing last year, like at the start of the the pandemic, where it was like every, every everybody was talking about that crazy hot mess of a show. Oh, I didn't even watch it, and I remember somebody was telling me to watch Tiger King. I don't know. I'm very careful about watching reality stuff ever since one of my friends recommended – who was it told me to watch it? Told me to watch Don't Fuck With Cats on Netflix. <laughs> Did you watch that? that? Was me. Oh, that, that was, was – oh, me. yeah, that was you. Fuck, man. That first couple of episodes where that, that psycho kills kittens, oh, man, that stayed with me. That that bothered me. But it was, but it was more or less about – I, I thought you would have I mean it was it definitely I know it tugged at your heartstrings about the cats and stuff mm-hmm. but I thought there would be enough of of an interest based on the like the like the whole detective kind of stuff and then the uh and then the yep. aspect of like people being like keyboard renegades with like finding out stuff and and they're like oh yeah we're gonna bring this guy down and then ultimately though they really didn't do much of anything and it was like the actual (laughs) police it was the actual police officers in canada that ended up you know really getting to the bottom of it and they caught the the the, bad guy dude in germany yeah yeah no 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 what i just wanted that guy to be strung up by his part his sensitive parts and beaten to death Mm. for killing those kittens like who the fuck does that what kind of like scum 
I mean, if this guy were on some kind of weird chemical fire where all it takes is for me to piss on him, to put him out, and I had to use the bathroom, I would find a gas station. Mm. Really. Like, you heard, like, he, the guy killed kittens, like, and those kittens were so cute and they were so playful. They weren't, like, they weren't timid. They weren't afraid. They have no reason to be afraid. They were just innocent fur babies that just were having fun every, just makes me so angry. So. All right, so so, to, so let's let's back off of that. I just have one more question about Squid Game, and Go that's ahead. the that's that that's that song that would come on that ding 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 like that when when they're when the people the employees are working the Squid Game like people are working behind the scenes. Now combine the aspect of these like these you know kind of minions going about their business with that type of beat, and tell me that it is not directly inspired by the Oompa Loompas of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oompa Loompa Doopit. You know, like they're like they're and they're all like going about their business, doing your thing. I think it's like they must have gotten that exactly from Willy Wonka. Well now that you say it, I can't uh, like Yeah, yeah. Because it's like it's like that do 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 and it's like Oompa Loompa. I mean, and they're, yeah. and they're all working together, and it's like they're they're burning the bodies, but like in Willy Wonka, they're like making the chocolate and everything. I'm like, this is exactly. It's got that exact same flavor to it. Now that you say it, yeah. Now you've just ruined it. I was I was always <laughs> thinking for some reason it remind me of Kill Bill and that whistling tune. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know why that reminded me of that, but yeah, there's definitely more of a connection with the Oompa Loompas. Holy cow! Mm-hmm. I didn't think of that. <laughs> now, now, now that I now that you've said it, it's it's stuck. It's sticking. Yeah, I hear that. Overlay both of them. It's the same exact thing. Basically, they just they just. They, I'm not gonna say that they ripped it off, but it's definitely inspired by Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. That's for sure. Do you remember the the episode where they have to cut the shape out of the thin cookie, and if they break the, sh- yes. the shape, then they get shot in the head? Yes. Why mm-hmm. not? I mean, I really think that. Licking the back is a dumb idea because you could weaken the whole cookie. What I would have done is I would have kept licking the needle and using the needle, the t- wet tip of the needle to cut the cookie. And I'm like, why okay. is nobody doing that? Just just lick the needle, get, get spit on the needle, and then use the needle to... But they're doing it with the needle dry on the cookie and they're cracking the cookie and getting shot in the head over it and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then... The main guy is like licking the cookie, the whole back of the cookie. But look, if the cookie is that thin and the whole cookie is weak, you could just as easily break the cookie in half. Right. That part was really unrealistic. Yeah. Well, you know what kind of was I just thought was interesting and, you know, it's uh, it's, it's scary and, and grotesque, but like funny at parts. It's just like they're tasked with doing these really simple things, especially like the first challenges but the threat of imminent death while doing that 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 challenge it amplifies like the difficulty by like 5000%. So like all of a sudden it becomes like oh all you have to do is just play a game of red light and green light and you'll be fine. Like you, like 9 times out of 10 you play that without the threat of imminent demise like you 9 be times able, be able... 9 times out of 10. <laughs> 10 times out of 10. How many times in your life did you grow up playing red light green light where someone died? 
zero times. No, no, I mean like I mean like I mean like that you would be able to win the game uh, of red light green light, not die from red light green light. <laughs> red light green light does not normally have a 10% fatality rate. <laughs> right. It has a 0% fatality rate unless you're doing uh, it in like, like real but, traffic. But like uh, the moment is is just interesting to see the way that they shot it from like the moment like they started the challenge and then like the moment that uh, even with like the marble thing when people started when they started dropping people like right in front of you like while you're trying to do the task at hand you're trying to like get the cookie out and all of a sudden like just there's like a gunshot and like you just see them start to panic because it's like oh crap you know and then and then that affects their performance and trying to do this very basic thing that children usually could do perfectly fine but these adults are like under the gun and have to like do this before they end up getting shot or something like yeah. that you know so. and it's like yeah, it's like i can see how unnerving that could be because like when a gun yeah. when a gun goes off it's not just the sound that sh- gives you the jolt you actually feel the sound wave physically the, feel co- it. the compression wave yeah. yeah is that what it's called compression wave so i think so yeah i mean don't you remember when we went to shoot the paniter the unbreakable paniter didn't you feel every time we let a shot go like the wave hit you in the face and the chest and the body yeah. and stuff right yeah i mean yeah and like a little bit of pee came out every time <laughs> so yeah i mean but what were we talking about Oh, yeah, red light. Like, yeah. So, you know what they should have done? In next season of Squid Game, here's what they should do. They should give everybody, like, a pilot metropolitan with the new stupid fucking Con 50. Is it the 50 or 40? <laughs> right? It's the 40 now. Yeah, the Con 40. and the Fill obje- up the Con 40. Fill- all the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then all Fill it up can- 100%. Yeah, you have to fill it up more than 80% of the converter. And Otherwise, you, you will be eliminated. No, but that's that. And then, but you have to add to that. It's like the final game will be fill up the con 40 to completion, at least more than 80%. And all you get is a cocktail napkin, and you have to clean it off when you're done without getting ink on your fingers. Right? I mean, I was oh, I was just going to go with, you know, fill up the pen without getting ink on your fingers and all you get is a cocktail napkin, but you took it to no, a whole No, you got to fill up the whole thing. Yeah, you got to fill up the whole thing. Don't know, but the thing is, though, even though it's a TV show, we got to be realistic. No one's going to win that one. Everybody's going to be dead. You give 100 yeah. people, 100 people, 100, 100 people a con 40 and tell them to fill it up all the way, otherwise they die, you have 100 dead people. Period. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. <laughs> That would be a squid game that would be just over at that point. Right. That's it would it. just be the most boring very episode. Unsatisfying end. Right. Very unsatisfying. One single episode. Mm. And after that, the fountain pen industry is going to be like, sales are down like 80%. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> or at least at least for a pilot, right? <laughs> I have the Falcon. No, it would probably desk. skyrocket. It'd be like, it was on an episode of Squid Games. Did you see that? Yeah. Did you see that? It was amazing. They had to fill up a Con 40 converter. And this one dude did it blindfolded. It was a crazy. I, you know, I didn't see that many. I expected to see more on Halloween, more people wearing the circle, square, and triangle masks. I didn't see as many as I thought I would. Well, I think I think it was 
one of those things and, it, and there's something like it every single year that just happens right around Halloween mm. that like there's just no costumes for and that's what all the kids want to be. It's like it's not the stuff that they regularly have like oh like everybody's done with being Jack Sparrow from freaking mm. Pi- Pirates of the Caribbean. They want to be the Squid Game guys. Like yeah. they, <laughs> they want to be the but it was like well that show came out a month before they didn't get a chance to make any costumes for that. Like there's no one that may and then some people may have been you know intrepid enough to say oh well people are looking for this let me put a listing out there and you know and and like make mock up something and then like take orders for it and then not ship it you Mm -hmm. know it's like somebody could be ripping people off like that but i yeah i didn't see anybody i didn't see anybody wearing that stuff but like kids kids that are are my kids age were actually interested in that thing because it's been so permeated into the consciousness of like all age groups is that they even have like parodies like cartoon parodies that like some of these youtube people or like or like for example roblox or minecraft they do like these mods Mm -hmm. where they pretend like they're playing squid games but like they're playing them in the video game so Mm. like there's like that life or death scenario but they're playing in a video game so they could get you know they could do it like that Mm. so i see yeah wow but yeah i didn't see any squid game People I saw like one or sure. I saw like one or two, and and my first instinct was just to run them over. Like I saw two guys on a bike dressed. <laughs> up. I'm like, no, I, they can't live. I'm gonna run them over. Wait a minute, wait a minute, slow down, slow down. <laughs> That'll make my insurance rates go up. And <laughs> and I don't think they're really killing people because they're eating cookies wrong. So <laughs> yeah, they have they have a bag of candy with them. They don't have any guns on them. Right. No, they were adults. I didn't see any kids wearing that. And it, it, like, listen, yeah. I don't have kids, but if I did, they're not wearing that costume as far as I, I uh, know. Yeah, like mine would not be either. But like they were talking, I heard a lot of kids talking about it for sure. And they were like, oh, that'd be so awesome. Get a Squid Game costume. It's like, no, no one's got that. Did you notice anything different about Dr. Evil's tank behind me? Uh, More plants inside? Uh, no, I, I added more black gravel. It was too green. It looked a little strange. More black gravel. Yeah, I added more black gravel. Black and green. I think it looks cool. But anyway, listen, it's that time. I hope everybody Did we adequately cover the whole topic about the the gifts you think or I don't think we did. I... Maybe maybe we could touch on that next time, I guess. But I think, I th- I think we kind of gave some good like suggestions i suppose not anything like concrete no where not somebody at all. could go out and be like if here's any- what i'm gonna buy well but, look yeah. if anybody had any questions they certainly weren't answered here because the only answers we really <laughs> gave was ebear draw draw drew me a picture vanessa drew you know painted a picture for me carry bullet journal also drew wonder woman and captain america right but that's not the solution for everybody else. It's just a solution for me. <laughs> <laughs> so saying like, so saying like for the fountain pen enthusiast in your you know life, just draw them something and give it to them or like something handmade. That's why my daughter has on her list. She would like something handmade. And I was like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, that's, this is your time, grandma. You could just hand make her the that's, same macaroni portrait she did for you back that, in like that first sounds, grade. That sounds so incredibly lame. But at the same time, <laughs> everything that I got that well, ended up being handmade and uniquely not fountain pen related in a way. And yeah. I appreciate it. Like I've never gotten gifts like this before. Like that painting mm-hmm. of the betta fish over there, that drawing of Ellie. The 
painting Vanessa did of my wife under the underwater, like she's like a mermaid, but not really a mermaid. It's 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 kind of. I made a weird request on that one, but anyway. So <laughs> you, you, if you see it, you'll know why. You know. Okay. Like she's naked with her private bits covered by like weeds and stuff, like kelp or something. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, and and it's, she did it in taste. Like, all right, I I don't I don't want to know any more about what's in your red room, <laughs> sir. No. So, but I'm saying like everything that is like awesome was kind of made. And it's like any other year, it's like, hey, listen, I don't know what to get you because you have all the pens you want and you, any games that you want, you already have. So I'm just going to make something for you. I'd be like, dude, dude, just it's all right. You're good. You don't have to get me anything. But now it's like now that after this last year, after receiving these gifts from people that are like stuff that's actually made when I receive it, it's like, oh, my God. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, it's like. Yeah. I, I don't know how to explain it because I guess I never had to explain something and be this mature about it. But it's like when I opened up that box with Ebear's painting in it, I'm like, or Carrie Bullet Journal's The Wonder Woman and Captain America. I mean, it makes me so emotional. Like I'm getting all like emotional right now because like she drew that. Yeah. I, she, I like Wonder Woman. And I didn't ask her to draw me a Captain America because I, you know. She likes strong Wonder Woman, but she knew about me liking Captain America being my favorite character, and she went out of her way and she did that. And it's like, I don't know, very touching. I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. Well, it's I think it I think it has to do a lot with the the time and the focus involved because like here you have somebody that's using their talents that they've built over years of practice and experimentation and 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 you know creativity. And they spent their time, which is like your most precious resource. I mean, mm -hmm. you could get so many things so quickly and easily these days. You could just order anything you want to off your phone and have it Amazon Prime two day, right? Uh, you know, to the person that you're buying it for. But these these drawings, these uh, you know, the or these paintings, they took so much time to complete. So it's just something. It's something on another level that you could appreciate for the fact that the person like was so thoughtful and like used their time and their talent. It's it's to, more to than to be able to complete it. It's more than that also, but it's also the consideration that goes into it. Like like Carrie Bullet Journal took into consideration aspects about what I like, Captain America for one. And though I didn't even ask for it, she incorporated it knowing a mm -hmm. knowing those little nuances like taking nuances and applying those nuances to all those talents and stuff it just it just means so much you know what i'm saying and i'm watching oreo by the way just kind of like looking at the fish tank yeah oreo come here yeah oreo is my everybody listening oreo is my black and white cat i call him oreo because he's black and he has white like the oreo cookie oreo and it just makes complete sense because that's what i would call that's that's our neighborhood cat that i don't know who it belongs to but anytime that we see it we're like oh look it's oreo yeah he's right here he's such a good boy these you know my guys you can't see him because he's below he won't come up come up he's so he's loyal also, also, also this is an audio podcast as well that's yeah, why we can't so see him most people can't <laughs> see him but he's such a, a good boy well the only thing that annoys me about oreo and i love oreo he's such a good boy he always sticks his butt in my face. 
Okay. Yeah, but that's like a, a cat thing, right? Like and it's just it's just looking for a tossed salad. That's all. Right. You know, it's all good. <laughs> looking for a little rusty trombone. <laughs> hey, you don't use this pen very often, so I'm holding up a Pilot Falcon with the not the okay. FA nib, the Falcon nib. How come you don't use this very yes. often? I don't have one. You have a whole warehouse well, I mean, full of them. You can. Yeah, but I don't. I don't go. I don't go playing around with other people's pens all day long. Well, how, you know how come saying? you don't like, have one? You it seems well, like you would be the guy that should have one of these. All right. So, so my my current flex nib situation is that I have my 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 one true really great flex nib that I have, uh, the the Omaso Giva that I'm actually selling. Why are you moment. selling all your pens so, these days? Well, it's I did the I did the Thanos, I did the the Infinity Gauntlet, and I'm I just I decided to get rid of half my 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 really nice pens, um, which is only five total, mm. uh, so that I can make room for further acquisitions. And I decided I was like, you know what, out of the ones I was looking at, that one I said I I I know that Scribo has just as good of if not even better uh, fourteen carat flexible nib. And I've always had my eye on a Scribo that I want to get one. And, you know, I know that Omas, you know, pens are are, in, are very in high demand in the secondary market. And I was like, you know what? I think it's time to let it go and and to eventually get a Scribo. And I haven't, you know, quite picked out which one I want yet uh, because of the fact that the Scribo shapes tend to not, like, fall within my usual, like, dimensions that I like a pen as far as, like, being able to post and the certain you know, style of it, but I have a feeling that at some point in the future, they will have something that I could really get into and dig. So, uh, you know, I have that on the back of my mind and, uh, but yeah, but that's, but that's like, that's why I compare all of my flex nibs too, is that that's my ultimately like the nice flex nib that I have other than like, let's say vintage flex, which I mean, I could go down a whole other separate tangent on that. Um, but I don't really want to, get into the whole I, uh, aspect of getting like these, you know, the, the lever fill type pens that are very <laughs> difficult to, yeah, yeah, I, I know I say lever. So, so <laughs> yeah, so I don't, I don't really want to get into that so much because I know they're so expensive. And then like the fact that the filling system could break on me at, at that point, and then it would be very difficult for me to, to service it. It just doesn't appeal to me as much as getting a, a newer pen like a Scribo that the company's still in business and could service my pen if I needed to, or it's just a simple piston filler, so it could be serviced by a number of different uh, people who could fix that sort of thing. Mm. So, so that's why I kind of like I'm like I, I want to kind of get something a little bit more on that's a modern piece. I hear you. Um, yeah. So that's that's where I'm at with that. And uh, but like yeah, but like a Falcon though does not flex as much. No. Uh, also does not have an ebonite feed of which can deliver the uh, the the volume of ink that's required for good flexing. And I also wanted too is I, if they ever make it is a custom eight twenty three with an FA nib. I, that's dude, like my yeah yeah. That's been your unicorn. Yeah. Is that the right your Moby Dick? Your unicorn? I don't know. Your white whale? That's yeah, it's my white whale that white I've whale, been yeah, trying to chase after. For. But I know, I know. Look, look, I know that it's it's floating around there somewhere. But like, I want them to, I want Pilot USA to bring in this pen right. and to be able to sell it in the United States. They're not. They're That's not a prerequisite. They're not going to do that, though. You know that. Yeah. You've been. Well, here's to hoping somebody eventually will catch on and say, you know yeah. what, that was a great idea that Tom or no Roy had. So. <laughs> Total. That definitely was not my idea. 
<laughs> I think you've been sitting on that. You've been talking about that idea for years, man. Mm-hmm. You know? It'll happen someday. It, it, when it does, when it does, I think it would be a great idea. That's when I'll take credit for it. Right now, it's just not happening, so yeah. I don't want credit for it. Just when yeah. it comes to fruition <laughs> and it ends up making people lots of money across the board, then that's when you'll be like, "Yeah, you know what? That, that, that was, was that was that mine. Was mine. That was my idea." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm proud to say that I was the pioneer of yeah. that thought that the custom made 23 <laughs> should come with an FA nib and be available in the U.S. market I, I for think, sure. I think that's one I got to get too. The 823. I don't have one. I think I need to get one. Yeah. Is it? It's, it's is it, really. It's. Yeah. It's really nice. Is it's it really weird nice. that the 823 and the Pelican M800 and the Twisbees all use the same wrench? Uh, I mean, it's kind of. It's it's weird because it doesn't. Because like all you need is just something. So you could actually just use like you could, if you had a really thin adjustable wrench, you could just use that. You just need to be able to clamp over the two flat spots in the in the thread assembly for the piston mechanism, right? And you got yourself purchased to be able to unscrew this the the system from there, right? So like a really skinny crescent wrench would work as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if even if you had something that came with like a piece of furniture that you had to assemble yourself, and it was just the right no, opening for it, why is that the standard though? Why is that? nut size why is that wrench size the standard why is it the industry standard to the point where twisby made in taiwan and it works for the same the same wrench works for a pen made in taiwan that works for a pen made in germany that works for a pen made in japan why is that the industry standard or is it all that the parts are made in the same place and being sent out to all three places like which is it like somebody needs to ask why we need answers it's probably it's science is what it is. <laughs> oh, it's independently verifiable empirical information. Speaking what it is. speaking of nitpicking and and stuff like that, <laughs> somebody sent an email to the Pentertainment podcast. They're talking about Gary Lang being on the show last year, and mm-hmm. if there was any updates. So I actually spoke to Gary Lang recently about being on the show and stuff like that. And before we sign off, because oh, we're getting getting late, yeah, because I want him to be on the show. Yeah, I want to. This is an extra long episode of the Pentertainment podcast. Yeah. So, but check this out. So, I, where's the episode? Where's that text message? I can't remember. But I forwarded him the question that the that the listener sent us, and basically, okay, it's it read. Listen, the prices are still the same. What's the deal? So I forwarded that mm-hmm. to Gary Lang. Gary Lang said, "Listen." It's not where it should be, but come January, there should be changes that make things better. Not completely bridging the gap, but closer. I don't know what that means. Okay. But I also spoke to Gary Lang, and I told him, listen, we need to revisit what we talked about. I need you on the show. So I was thinking November. He says, how about after the new year? So I said, that sounds good. So, Well, also, too, it could deliver on hopefully some progress that could be made. That well, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm going to because last time I was very nice and cordial and stuff i'm still gonna be nice and cordial i'm just not gonna let him get away with as much this time and you're gonna be there too so you you know you're gonna be able to bat we'll double team him right i'm gonna have to try to hold you back is what's gonna happen no it's not that it's just that listen if if he says one thing and it conflicts with the next thing he says i'm gonna call him out on it right he's a nice guy but i want to get to the bottom of shit you know what i'm saying yeah, we we gotta we gotta make progress happen because, you know, I see it as like it's going to end up killing the brand here in the United States. Yeah, like yeah. it's gonna end up being that 
the only way that you're going to be able to get these pens is then overseas and then you know in germany and and they're they're going to be able to they're going to get wise to this and they're going to say okay well if we have a customer that's coming from the u.s just like how they do now so when so when you visit let's say apple boom or uh you know like uh cult pens or something like that they they could see where your browser is coming from and they could say oh this is going to be a u.s customer let's show them pelican pricing now and pelican pricing if you're a u.s customer could be a lot more expensive if they know they could get it out of you. So mm-hmm. like that could be the end game result is like, okay, well now Pelican's not being distributed in the U S because Pelican, you know, dealers in the U S are not selling Pelicans anymore because they're all coming from outside of the U S. Mm-hmm. So, you know, then once they realize they got the market on it or even, even for like example, like all the new stuff that you see in the European dealers first, and then they could just say, okay, well we'll just charge, this much for it and it'll be much higher than what you're used to paying but it still was like less than what the u.s dealers were charging so mm-hmm. you're still fine with it but right. then once they realize that no one's selling in the u.s anymore they'll be like all right this here's another price hike is coming up so it could it could happen that way yeah. i don't know but that, that, that's that's something i think that definitely needs to be approached because i that that will end up killing if it keeps going it'll end up killing the the pelican business in the united states oh 100 percent. like store i know a lot of stores in the u.s a lot of people that they just don't bring in pelican anymore and it's Mm -hmm. too bad people like pelican i like pelican but i wouldn't buy it from gold spot i wouldn't buy it from pen chalet i wouldn't buy it from i can't say goulet because goulet doesn't bring it in anymore i don't even know if gold spot or goulet bring it in anymore you could answer oh we like gold spot gold spot is bringing i mean I think the last new Pelican that Goldspot saw was like, what was it? I think I think one of the Machier limited editions. Like there was like that was it, and then the last the last thing before that was the Edelstein Ink of the Year. Still waiting for the the pen of the year that matches it. Yeah, you see and that's I, I a think problem. Some Nobody, dealers have already gotten it. I don't think people are bringing in the standard M series pens anymore. The blue stripe, the green yeah. stripe, the red stripe—they're not doing it. Why? Yeah, that's, that's you know? they're they're few and far between selling because and it's, it's just, not you that... could buy it for a lot cheaper overseas. That's yeah. what it is. And here's the thing though, at, at the point the problem is this. Like let's say the if the retailer like Gold Spot wants to bring it in, they could just buy it for what the customer buys it for at an overseas and it's the same price as the distributor. And the distributor is going to cover any warranty issues regardless of where anybody bought it anyway. Gary Lee said so mm-hmm. in the podcast. It's all it's all the same for the end user. Yeah, so. so you know, it just it just seems if I were a retailer, it would seem like shooting myself in the dick if I bought Pelican products and brought them into the store. It didn't. It wouldn't make sense. And if I was an end user, what would be the sense in spending three hundred dollars more for a pen just because it's being sold in the U.S. versus buying it from Just? Over at Apple Boom in Netherlands, it'll get here in two days, and if something goes wrong with it, Chart Pack of America will still cover it. You know, it's like there's no there's no motivation to spend three hundred extra dollars just because it's in the U.S. It doesn't make sense. So we got to talk to him about it. We got to readdress it. We'll do it after the holidays. He did say he will be on the show, so we're gonna make it happen. And cool. it is way past our bedtimes. So for everybody that listening, was an extra helping of the Pentertainment podcast yeah, on this I, after Thanksgiving. Yeah. So episode. I, I hope you guys had a safe Black Friday and didn't get like beat up or 
destroyed standing in lines and then just to get there and not have any left of whatever it is that you wanted. I hope everybody is safe, happy. I love you guys. Be well, be safe. Stay inky.